Good afternoon and welcome to Susan Harmon Experience. Today is a really special day for me. It's a, well, for all kinds of reasons. One, we're going to start at the top. Eric, you're back. I am back. <laughs> yes. Happy Friday. We're back Monday. I know. But, but, uh, hey, so how was the trip? Where did you go? What did you do? Who did you see? <laughs> well, that's a lot to bite off in one thing. But uh, I went to New York, I went to London, and I went to Dublin. And uh, I saw friends along the way and saw uh, bands uh, perform that I enjoy very much and got to interview some people that uh, I've been fans of for like 30 years. So, you know, I had a great time. Went to London to see the Queen. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, no invite well, to was, Buckingham Palace this time. No, oh darn. Well, I'm glad you. I'm I'm glad you had a wonderful time. Also Thank glad you. to have you back. Benny was wonderful. Nathan was wonderful. They were both great. Terrific. Uh, you know, terrific. And I've worked with both of them before. But you're home. <laughs> yes, yes. It's good to be home, even on the uh, the soggiest day of the year here. Is it this? Oh well, the sun's shining here, but it's only in the low. <laughs> it's only in the low sixties, so we're a little chilly. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, I, this is you, the one day this year that I'd probably be okay changing places. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you can get back at me in uh, in the in the summer. Well, there's a lot of things to talk about. I'm going down the list. One, my co-host today is somebody who is very near and dear to me, and um, this is an unusual event for us, but my daughter, Heather Sherrick, is co-hosting with me today. Hey, Heather. Oh, hey, Mom. <laughs> so, Hello. you may call me Susan for the... Uh, no. <laughs> right. Let's see if I can well, remember that. <laughs> what's interesting is our guest today is here because... Heather met Jim at a uh, roadside. Well, tell him what happened. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, we were coming back from uh, Santa Fe, me and uh, my husband, Mac. Um, we went to Ojo for Thanksgiving, and we were coming. Ojo is uh, hot, uh, Caliente Hot Springs. Very nice. Very nice yeah, place. place. Yeah, yeah it's uh, got uh, hot springs, and the natives have gone there for hundreds of years. Uh, anyway, on our way home, we stopped at a rest stop, and um, I saw this guy messing around with uh, what looked to be a drone, and it was, and so he decided to um, uh, take some pictures of us, and um, and we exchanged numbers, and it was it was really cool. Like, the pictures were great. Thank you. Hey, Jim. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Hello. How are you? Hi, Jim. And then uh, Jim called me because Heather had given him my number. I said, oh, he sounds really interesting. And we had a marvelous conversation about uh, growth and uh, meditation and magic and how we interact with each other. And 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 uh, sometimes we pull back. Sometimes we push forward. It's just a whole variety of things that we do in this life uh, in our growth processes. And for someone like me who's been doing this for so long, I forget uh, what it's like for someone that, you know, is like, okay, I came in knowing this stuff and then it disappeared for a few decades and now it's back and I'm really, really uh, into it. And so it was fascinating, our conversation. We were on the phone for, God, how long were we? I was sitting there outside the store forever talking to you. 
probably over an hour. Uh, and I hope to have many more conversations with you. Oh, it was it was good, wasn't it? It was an absolute great conversation. It's a uh, synchronicity. Um, the synchronicities lining lining me to your daughter, and then ultimately to uh, somebody with so much knowledge like yourself. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. Yeah. But speaking of knowledge, um, Eric, what has there been anything interesting in the news of late? Well, you could say the impeachment <laughs> of the president of the United States might be interesting. Yeah, I kind of thought so. Uh, my goodness, he is really having some, you know, he melts down all the time, but this is above and beyond his normal meltdown. Um, I found a couple of things uh, today that were interesting. Are you familiar with a magazine called Christianity Today? You know, I it's, it's not what I normally subscribe to, uh, <laughs> but, you know, it, of course, has been making news because uh, it was founded by the late Billy Graham and uh, is a evangelical uh, magazine. And right. uh, yeah, the editor wrote a editorial. Uh, yeah. <laughs> suggesting that Donald Trump should be removed from office and he should go away because he is profoundly immoral, which, duh. We've known this well before he was elected, so uh, and what it's interesting the, to have that come out he, now. It, it's very interesting to me because Trump's response was, it's a far-left magazine. <laughs> of course, when uh, everything <laughs> Trump says, of course, the opposite is the truth, so... Yeah, <laughs> he should have he should have some kind of like like filter like speech filter, <laughs> so that when he speaks the opposite comes out, and then people would be like, "Gosh, what an honest man!" <laughs> or maybe a shock collar. Well, it's, it's or that. It's, it's, yeah. Well, and and it's also very interesting that uh, the Speaker of the House, uh, uh, Representative Nancy Pelosi. Uh, is holding back on sending uh, the articles of impeachment over to the Senate for trial. Now, a lot of people don't realize Mitch McConnell doesn't have as much power as you would think he does because with the impeachment of a president, it's the uh, uh, Supreme Court, uh, what's the head justice called? The head justice, <laughs> uh, Roberts, will be mm -hmm. uh, sitting in, in judgment on the uh impeachment trial and sure. the senate will be the jury right and they the jury actually deliberates by themselves they don't deliberate in public so uh the democrats uh for the most part are wanting witnesses and and you know public trial and uh, some of the Republicans, let's just do it and get it over with. Like, no, you know what? This is a really serious. I mean, I'm laughing about the magazine and all, but the fact of the matter is, this is incredibly serious for our country. Sure. I mean, this is not something that anyone does lightly. And every time I hear someone say, well, he was duly elected and they're just trying to overthrow the election. No, that is not the truth. Of course, it's not the, the truth. truth. I mean, obviously, if Trump was removed, Mike Pence would become president. So that doesn't overturn the results of the election by any stretch. No. And um, nobody's trying to overturn 
the results of the election, what we're trying to do. I mean, I just love Putin uh, getting involved again. <laughs> His comments like, oh, yeah, well, I know that the best interests of the United States are at the top of your list. Right. Mm. Well, mm. He, he said, you know, that they well, the Russian state media uh, now refers to Trump as being an asset. <laughs> a, a, a Russian asset. A Russian as yes. asset. Uh, absolutely. And everything going through the courts, and, and Trump has had a tremendous amount of experience of going through the courts. Uh, I mean, being sued and suing so many people, I don't know how many times he's done this. Um, he knows that things take time going through the courts. Mm -hmm. And so that's why he wants it to have to go through the courts sure, because he it wants to, buys him time. Yeah, he wants to drag this out as long as possible. Mm -hmm. Right. But that's not going to happen. What I find interesting is that the Speaker of the House is saying, I'm not sending the articles of impeachment over to the Senate until we know what the process is going to be. Makes sense. Doesn't it? Yeah. Because, very honestly, Senator as some refer to him, Moscow Mitch, uh, McConnell, just kind of makes its own rules up as he goes along. Sure. Uh, he doesn't, legislation that everybody wants, he doesn't allow on the floor to be voted on. Mm -hmm. And when, when, when I hear this, well, the, the, the House of Representatives needs to pass laws. Well, they are passing laws. Right. They're just not getting a hearing on the Senate floor so they can be voted on. There's something like 400 bills that have been passed by the House that are sitting on Mitch McConnell's desk waiting for the Senate to take them under advisement. But he's like uh, he's just a roadblock for legislation. So the idea that the the House has been obsessed with the impeachment and has not been doing the people's business is completely <laughs> it's malarkey. Yeah, it's absolutely malarkey. That's the nicest thing I can say. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's interesting because I don't believe in in the law that there's any firm timeline of when no. uh, the speaker has to hand over these articles nope. of impeachment to the Senate. So in theory, uh, Nancy Pelosi could hold on to these until after the election. And then if, you know, Democrats take the Senate— then uh, and if perchance Trump is reelected, then he could be removed. Then he could be convicted in the Senate under, you know, uh, a Democratic Senate. There's so many possibilities. Mm -hmm. And honestly, with the uh, with this seriously, with the with the Christianity magazine coming out and making this this very public statement, um, evangelicals that have supported him are taking a second look. They really are taking a second look. I mean, I don't know how many things you can let slide because you 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 hate the progressives so much uh, because they're not your version of Christianity. Um, I mean, in my my version of Christianity is love God and love your neighbor as yourself. It's not real complicated. You know, the, 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 the only thing you really need to do is love people, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, and shelter those without shelter. These, these are just basic tenets 
of all Christ, all sects of Christianity, in my opinion. That's my view. It's not complicated. It's really quite simple. If you aren't doing those things, I mean, I had a young lady tell me one time, well, I can't spend all my time doing that. And I said, well, of course not. can't spend all your time doing it. But there's nothing that prohibits you from being kind. You know, I mean, that's an easy, easy thing to do. Be kind and and take care of people. I mean, I don't stop and give money to every person on the street, but I do. When it feels right to me, I, I'll hand a couple of bucks over to someone. Um, I had an incident here uh, some months ago. Uh, my daughter, I'm not going to go into the whole hummingbird thing. It was really pretty amazing. We're, we're driving, and we're driving to take this little bird to uh, Fallen uh, fallen Feathers. It's a, 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 a bird rescue place here in the Phoenix area. And uh, she says, Mom, I've got a couple of orange slices in this bag next to me here. There's a guy sitting on the, on the side, sitting off the sidewalk, leaning up against the wall. He's not up there asking for money or doing anything. He's just sitting there with his head down. And she says, Mom, there's a guy over there, and I've got some orange slices in this bag. Holler at him and give him the orange slices. And I hadn't even seen him. So I said, Sir, come here. And I handed the look, the big smile that he got on his face that somebody... Like this was a huge thing that somebody gave him three or four slices of orange. And then, you know, he went back and sat down and I started digging in my purse and I found like about $3 or something. And I said, sir, and the light was getting ready to change here and I handed him the money. And he just, it was like, he was not expecting this at all. And it touched me so deeply that just that little bit, that tiny little bit of action on our part made a difference in someone's life. Something so insignificant. And, th and that's what I'm trying to get through to people sometimes. It's just, it's not complicated. It's not difficult, you know, to be kind. Right. So I know that sounds like I'm getting off the subject of impeachment, but I'm not. Because we have to stand up for our democracy. You know, if, if this man is not convicted by the U.S. Senate, if people go for politics rather than the Constitution, rather than for democracy, we're in bad shape. I mean, this is a huge deciding moment for us as a country when it's so clearly illegal what this man has done. And those are just the two articles that they've done. Do you know how many, what is it, at least 10 in the Mueller report, right? Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of things that they could have uh, drawn up articles of impeachment for, you know, violations of camp campaign finance law, the violations of the emoluments clause, uh, you know, is <laughs> soliciting foreign uh, help uh, in the, the previous election. <laughs> so I right. mean, there, right. there's a ton of stuff. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's like and, and to me, winning isn't there, to win is the least important part of the process. And now that may sound crazy, but it isn't. It's can you win honorably? If if I lose to someone who won honorably, I'm like, well, you know, uh, it was I wasn't the choice. That wasn't uh, that wasn't what what the majority of the people wanted. But that's not the case, and it's not. And when they keep saying, well, it's to overthrow an election, that's not what it's about. 
It's not what it's about at all. It's about you can, you are not above the law. And the truth of the matter is Donald Trump has always felt he was privileged and way above the law. He was above everybody else. That is not what we want in a president of the United States of America. You know, I mean, honestly, he made George Bush look really good. <laughs> I don't look so bad now, do I? Anyway, uh, this is going to be a very interesting thing. Look at the numbers of people that turned out to support impeachment. Yeah. I mean, how many what, hundreds of thousands of people went out in the streets at a moment's notice? Uh, that says a lot. They've been going out on the streets, right? Right. Yeah. This whole. So, and I've been uh, sending uh, uh, emails to my senators in Arizona. I hope anybody listening will take a matter of a couple of minutes and send uh, your messages. Whether you whether you think they're going to vote for or against, it doesn't matter. Do it anyway. Tell them what how you feel. You know. This, this is very important for, for us as a nation that we, that we, we, you know, the United States has done a lot of things that aren't great, but we've also done a lot of things that are fantastic. And it's a good country. You know, it's a good country. And the vast majority of us are not mean, are not nasty, are not, uh, are not, uh, Rattling papers. Criminals. Are not, <laughs> are not criminals. Are not criminals. You know, Eric, you and I have talked before that the vast majority of men aren't rapists or abusers. You know, the, the vast majority of men are kind, wonderful human beings. You know, we hear about the rapists. We hear about the abusers. We hear sure. about that. We want to change it. Same as this. This is the same kind of thing. Well, and he is a, a, a misogynist. Definitely a misogynist. Um, anyway, I, I'm, I am interested to see how this is going to proceed. Uh, I hope that, uh, people will think in terms of honor rather than in terms of politics, but I, I'm not real convinced that that will happen. Um, you know, bribery is so common that we've accept we, we've got, we've normalized things we shouldn't normalize and when you're taking money from um from people that you're passing laws that benefit them it's it's not the way we're supposed to do things sure anyway I'm I'm going to just keep on being me, and this <laughs> keep on keep it on. That's all we. I'm going to keep on keep it on. And you know when I hear people say, "Well, you know, there's going to be a civil war." Well, what does that mean? When people say that, does that mean if I have a? Well, I don't do bumper stickers anyway. But if I did, if I had a bumper sticker on my car that says "Impeach uh, Trump," are they going to shoot me? No. I mean, do you understand That's what I'm saying? That's not what I, I meant by saying it would be a civil war. It, I just meant. No, it I'm saying what do would... people mean when they say we're going to we are going to do civil well, war? I, I don't know what other people mean, but I know what I mean is that everything would have to come to a stop and to go basically camp at the White House or give up everything and just stop every day no, we go to the work. People that, but the people that say. The people that say that there's going to be civil war, it means that well, we don't want Trump to be out of the office. And if you want him to be out of office, we're going to fight. 
Well, there's already people that are have been fighting. I mean, look at Standing Rock. Look at what the water protectors are doing now. They're up in Canada. They're literally fighting, you know, um, to stop the oil companies, the pipelines. Yeah, but the people that, that so. are saying civil war, honey, are not people that are trying to do good things. The people that are oh. talking about civil war are the people that are supporting Trump. Wow. They're the ones oh. that are saying they're going to commit civil war. And that's what I'm saying. What does that mean to them? There's, Trump supporters are becoming less and less and less. And, and this is, I do believe he will be impeached. You know. You do? Yeah. Well, he's already been impeached. Uh, right. Yeah, but he hasn't been convicted. Yes. So, oh. and I, I, I hate to disagree because I, I want to have a, a positive outlook on this, yeah, but too. I really don't feel like the Senate is uh, going to vote to convict. And I think he's he's just, you know, he's nothing's going to change except he's going to have the uh, impeachment asterisk uh, following him through history, which, you know, in itself is a, a small victory. Yeah. And we got to take what yeah. we can get at this point. And hopefully he just won't be reelected in 2020. And then. He can oh, be he prosecuted be. for. Uh, yeah, the, the fact of the matter is, he will not get he right. will not get reelected. The yeah. margins are going to be too too wide this time. You can rig an election when it's narrow, but it's really hard to rig it when you have really broad uh, differences. Even with the gerrymandering, even with the voter roll purging, even, you know, even with making it more and more difficult for people to vote, even with all those things to rig the system, I still don't think he'll get reelected. Boy, you're not sure about that, are you? I I hope you're right. Uh, I hope you're right. I I didn't think he could be elected to begin with, uh, <laughs> and he was. So you never know. We can't rule That's it out. True. That's true. And McConnell has blocked legislation that would would uh, prevent Russia, who's still not going away from from. Uh, you know, rigging our election, and there, and it's not just the elections in the United States; they're going after other countries as well. Yep. So this is uh, this isn't just us. This is a worldwide thing that needs to be done. And so Moscow, Mitch, I mean, I have I have zero respect for him. I can look at people I don't agree with, like John McCain, for instance. I didn't agree with the vast majority of his policies, but I had respect for him. And I think that's different. I, if I can ever remember uh, Rachel Alexander, I had on the show about a month or so ago. Remember, Eric? Sure. Her politics are totally opposite of mine, and we were completely respectful with each other. Well, you, you know, you talk about worldwide, and that's the one thing where a lot of people, you know, or not a lot, but some people felt like, oh, well, Standing Rock, it, you know, wasn't a success or didn't happen the way that, you know, some of the family members and friends that were there, but I'm like, you know, now they see it, but uh, it was a great accomplishment because around the world, we had people standing with the people at Standing Rock. So for some reason, I think in the future, that's gonna gonna really be well, something else. that was the beginning, not the yeah, end. the beginning, right. Yeah. And the indigenous people have been traveling around the world to say, look, this planet, we have to work with this planet. And Jim, what do you think in terms of like magic and all this on, on how that how that fits in with, with all of this? I know you, you've called yourself a bit of a hermit, 
but how do you how do you feel about this? Yeah, so you know the hermit part is I don't play into a lot of television. I probably haven't watched TV in over eight years. Politics, you know, my my view. Uh, it might be seem a little conspiracy theorist. Uh, however, my view is that both sides of these parties are two wings of the same bird. I feel that neither party has humanity's uh, best interest at hand. I feel that um, all of it's leading us to astray to live disharmoniously. Um, I also feel that things like this impeachment trial and all this hoorah on TV. Um, are kind of aspects and ways to uh, brainwash humanity's minds. Um, you know, you control the mind, you control the masses. So how much of this is true? How much they're, what are they hiding? Are they hiding another agenda by getting all the people to focus on an impeachment trial versus, uh, you know, uh, Russia putting a spy ship down our coastline? I don't have the answers to that stuff. Um, but as far as in terms of magic, um, you know, magic itself is just basically the understanding of the energies that exist around us, male and feminine, you, you know that, and positive, negative, good, bad, the duality. And wholeheartedly, I, you know, it, it, you can't look somebody straight in the face and say that we've been living harmoniously for at least the last thousand, last thousand years, right? So right. we've been on a negative cycle. Um, everything's cyclical in the universe. Um, and there's a lot more that exists than just the material world that that we seem to make our reality. So that being said, I think that there's lots of movements going on, like the Standing Rock thing. I think that there's a lot of good people with old souls yeah. waking up. I think that the power of control, the controllers, I'm not going to use any conspiracy thing. I think the people that control this planet, let's call them the controllers, I think that they all play on the same golf course, to be quite frank. Um, you got all these people in power, different different factions of government, different world leaders. I think they all play on the same golf the golf course, and unfortunately, I think it's a stronghold for them to even try to hold on to power because I feel that we are coming into a cycle of uh, back to the the harmonious days. That that's that's how I feel about that. Okay, so I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make two comments. One, I think we live in multiple re realities simultaneously. That's my view. Okay. We live in a multi-dimensional world, and we're not that aware. We're not aware of most of the dimensions around us in which we are sliding in and out. Not, but more and more people are waking up and seeing that. As far as politics in this country goes, we have, and I, I don't have this stat exactly right. My first stat is going to be so. Don't jump on me, people, because I've got to look it up again. But we have roughly only around thirty percent of people who can vote who are registered voters. Of those small, of that small number of people who are registered to vote, 27% uh, of registered voters uh, identify as uh, Democrat and 25% identify as Republican. The other 48% identify as independent or third party. So of a very small number of our voting, of our population that can vote that is actually registered to vote so we there and this fits right into your falsehood things on what is real and what isn't we always talk about democrats or republicans when in reality that's not the reality it's not it's not and that's just a plain third dimensional mm -hmm. societal thing that is not the the 
I believe that there are some really good people in government, and I believe that there are some really awful people in government. Okay, I believe in my heart truly that this experiment, a government of, by, and for the people, can manifest. I really truly believe that. I don't think that that's where we are at, but I believe we can be there. And I think the, 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 it's just a matter of the will. So when I hear people say to me, well, I don't register to vote and do it because it doesn't do any good. It doesn't mean anything. And there's no point in me doing it. And I'm like, well, when you live in the society, the only voice you have as a citizen is your vote. And if you don't use that voice, then you get whatever is given to you. And I think that that's kind of where we are in terms of like with the, the Uranus-Pluto thing. It's the corruption is so blatant. And so in our face that if you're not paying attention now, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, I really don't know what to say. It's coming up and saying, look, corruption isn't something new. It's been around for a long time. You have the power, but you refuse to use it. The people do have the power, but you don't have power if you don't use it. And if you don't understand what real power is, power is just standing up and saying, hey, this is what I believe. You know, I mean, you know, and, and that is not fighting. You know, that's why the warriors, the new warriors are not fighting. They're warriors of light. I'm a warrior because I'm a, 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 a way shower. I, I am shining a light on this and I am showing the way. Um, Love it. I, the I, uh, warrior, yeah. warriors of old were warriors against darkness. So yeah, they That's brought right. light. That's right. right. But I do agree that they they do, you know, the Democrats, the majority of Democrats, Republicans do are do flock together. They do play on the same well, golf course. When, yeah. when George Bush and the Clinton family say that they're so close, they consider each other family. I mean, they're so close, they consider each other family. Yet... They're part of this, you know, if you're because the American people don't consider a lot of them don't consider if they think you're Republican, they don't get along with the Trump, the Trump Republicans, Democrats. It's just uh, it's kind of funny, I think, how a lot of people think that they're not the same when they really are <laughs> they I work together. And they've admitted uh, George Bush Jr. admitted to working with Hillary Clinton. Absolutely. And and we, I want to go into this a little deeper and I want to talk more about how we can sidestep some of this and create and help in the creation of this new reality 2020. What do we say when clear we have vision. perfect vision right. 2020? So we're going to talk about clear vision and how we can do that after we take a short break. You're listening to the Susan Harmon experience with uh, Heather Sherrick and our friend Jim talking about what's going on in this world and wow, how do we, just one little person at a time, make a difference in what's going on and what's going on. And you are listening to Susan Harmon Experience on Alternative Talk Radio, KKNW. Stay tuned. On Friday, Manson Mitchell, we welcome Carol Bromley, psychic medium from London. She's our Christmas Carol, making her annual visit to Give Spirit Messages. On Saturday, we are live with an hour of Christmas music to put you in the holiday mood. Great guests bringing you fascinating talk and occasionally music since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. 
Susan Harmon is offering her skills as an intuitive counselor, medium, and energy healer via phone or Skype with her audience at a reduced rate of $40 for the first half hour. Susan listens to your guidance and gives what is needed for you in the present moment. Email susan at susanharmon.com and put I love the Susan Harmon Hour in the subject line. This is a limited time offer, so set up your appointment by emailing susan at susanharmon.com today. In March 2016, Melinda Rabine received the Right Now Today Humanitarian Award for her work on a film about domestic violence called Asylum, which was also awarded Best Narrative Short at the 2018 Cinema on the Bayou Film Festival. Now she's turned her talents to making a new documentary, Stories of Us, Camp Second Chance. In the process, she embedded herself in the camp during the snows of winter, spending Christmas there and returning for numerous visits since. Rabide shows the beauty and humanity of the homeless residents and builds a bridge of compassion in this compelling look at the common threads that bind us all. Interested in knowing more? Contact Melinda Rabine. Email melindarabine at gmail.com. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. People have the power, and they have the power right here on Susan Harmon Experience, where we want you to feel empowered every single day of your life. We're here with my friend Jim and my daughter, Heather Sherrick, who is my co-host today, the hostess with the mostest, and Eric <laughs> is back in the studio. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so, world traveler. Uh, yeah, Jim, uh, before we uh, went on break, we were talking about how, you know, we don't necessarily have to be, you know, you're like, well, I don't want to be in politics. And I'm, my attitude is always, I'm, I'm pretty political. I ran for uh, Seattle City Council. And I used to joke that I got more, more votes of, you know, 10 cents a vote. Well, <laughs> <laughs> your family dates back. To the original Patriots, right? The, uh, Jamestown. James, the first wedding in Jamestown is one of my ancestors. And, um, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, and, and I had, and the generals uh, in the Civil War were all on the, in the Confederacy. So my grandmother was a <laughs> member of the DAR, the Daughters of the American Revolution, and the DOC, the Daughters of the Confederacy. And uh, I had someone going on. I said, well, I'm one. I could be one, too. I just don't choose to. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And it's an interesting thing what people think are important to them, you know, in terms of their ancestry or, or you know, who they are. If you identify with who you are as who you're, family is or your country or your skin color or your religion or my I, the only thing i identify with who i am is me you know you know that's an amazing thought point um judeo uh, has always said the minute you take any label or title you're no longer free so that that's pretty much where you're running with it, and that's sounds like a valid way to do it however um i have seen studies uh, and they're and they're getting more and more in depth with the DNA from your ancestors actually 
giving you traits that you you have as far as music, writing, things like that, that they're they're finding out that those DNA traits are passing that on. That and I and I can tell you how I know that's true. Uh, I gave a child up for adoption before I had my wonderful daughters that I have. And um, my birth daughter found me, and I went to see her in D.C. We had not seen each other since her birth. She was a mother of two. She's a wonderful woman. We were doing the exact same movements with our hands. It's all like the way. Crazy. We, what? Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Her husband was going, oh, my God, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, saying the same things, making the same movements with our hands. I mean, it was it was really uh, mind-blowing. Yeah. So, yeah, I had a very similar experience. I didn't uh, see my 16-year-old son from 6 to about 10 years uh, of lapse, and then he had reached back out to me, oddly enough, after – meditating and saying, you know, universe, God, whatever you want to call it, I'll help whoever you send my way. Uh, the very next day, my son that I haven't seen in 10 years uh, emailed me on Facebook and said, would you like to talk, Dad? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So he came around. Long story short is we were sitting down the first time we got pizza. We, we were sitting down the first time we got pizza. We sat down and we both grabbed the pepper shaker at the same time to put pepper on the pizza. I'm like, I thought I was the only one that Nobody did that. You does know? that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like, this is my boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who needs a DNA test? Yes, Let's, right. see how yeah. you, <laughs> Let's see how you eat. <laughs> well, that's funny. But not everybody, not, and see, I, would, I think you and I talked about this the other day too, Jim, when, when I was talking about what they would do, you know, when the, with crowns, copper, silver, gold, platinum, they're all conducting metals. So if you put a conducting metal around the, t the crown of your head and you stick gems into it, it opens up the crown to receive more information to serve the people. So that, that was why they were doing that. And what they found was, just like you were saying, that there was certain DNA that seemed to, to run true in families, only it doesn't always do it that way. Sometimes it skips a generation or two or, you know, other bloodlines come in. And so there's a, there's a shift, you know, in DNA and all. So instead of just having, so that whole hereditary thing didn't work either. Here's the thing. There is no one rule. Right. There is no one. You know, everybody wants, I want I want this little, these little boxes that I can, if I eat the right foods and I wear the right clothes and I read the right books and I go to the right workshops, it's all done. But yeah. it's not. That's easy route. Push yeah. one, two, three. It doesn't work that way. No, it does not. You have to actually live your life. Right. Oh, Hark. Why even oh, Hark? They have a, they, there's a quote. I don't know who it's from, but it's each seeker must search their way through the darkness to the light, their own path. So right. I think know, I said no that. one I one rule. There's no one rule. No, you didn't. <laughs> I did. So and but basically what you're talking about is the dark night of the soul. Absolutely. Right. You know, you have to go you have to go through the the tunnel, if you will, or the whatever it is right. to get to where you know, the journey itself, that life is precious. It is wonderful to be alive. And I hear people complaining about the most insignificant right. things as though they have meaning. And I'm like, well, <laughs> no, 
Yeah. Just love it's not people. The important. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. You know, I, I, I can't agree with that more. The, the last year I, ha I have a today is my most important day in my life kind of a thing. And, and it, you know, it is a blessing to be able to be here in a material body. It absolutely is a blessing. Oh my God. You know, the, the being on this, and I'm telling people that, that they'll why not look at them and go, you know, there are souls standing in line to come here and you're whining yep. and you're whining. <laughs> you're whining. <laughs> I mean, I worked with a woman not too long ago, really lovely woman. She really is. But she was, she's in her sixties, late sixties going on about what her mother did to her when she was eight years old. Now, we're not talking about hanging her up by her thumbs or, you know, burning her with cigarettes or, I mean, she was, she was mean to her, you know. Yeah, she didn't physically harm her or, you know, lock her up in a closet and beat her or any of these kind of things. And she's crying 60 years later, like, who does that to an eight-year-old child? I'm like... Who holds on to that, that for 60 years? That's funny because yesterday I ran into the same type of thing where um, this young girl was saying that parents have to be responsible for their children, like all the way through. It's like, yeah, but at some point you can't keep saying, well, my mommy was mean to me, so I, I need to go drink a fifth. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're, you're 48, you know what I mean? Really? You know, at some point you I'm, have to take responsibility for your own life. Yeah. I, unfortunately, not everybody has the mental capacity to to learn how to forgive and to learn. It sounds simple for us, but it's not simple for them well, to, to overcome things. And well, what I true. say about my own father, who really he, he really yeah. did a lot of violent things. I mean, really, I, I was sent to keep him from hurting other people. My my father was a trained killer. He was a counterintelligence agent. And here I was. I was 11 when he died. I was sent out to keep him from being violent with people. I thought I failed because I couldn't keep him from hurting my, my mother and sister and brother. Uh, but then I got, you know, in my 50s, I went, wait a minute. I was just a little kid. But it never occurred to me I was just a little kid, right? So I didn't forgive my father. I thanked him. For helping create who I am because I like me. I am, I'm cool. You know, I'm really freaking cool. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, all of this anger when you should be get gratitude because it helped mold you to who you are. Now I think there's better ways of doing it. Right. You know, there's, there's better ways of learning. We can learn, you know, through love. I would, what I would love to see was when a child is born, we say, what gifts is this being bringing into life? And what do we need to do to support those gifts? Instead of, you get these names, you get to have these jobs, you get to do, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, I had the honor of speaking at my uncle's funeral uh, a couple months ago. And it dawned on me when I was standing there, look at all these people just showing how much they loved him. And then I was like, when he was born, he had all these people around him showing him how much they loved him. And then I, somewhere in the middle, we forget to do that. And yeah. um, if we could love somebody the way when they're dying or, or when they're born constantly, uh, we'd be in a much better place. Wouldn't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's a goal. Let's start a movement. Yeah. <laughs> 
the love them like they're just born or about to die. As long as I don't have to get dreadlocks and a tie-dye shirt and pop acid, I'll, I'll, I'll go down that road. <laughs> what? You're no fun. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So it, there are so many things that you know we that you and I uh, talked about too that I think were were kind of important. And we talked a little tiny bit about uh, meditation because I I think you were saying that you thought that uh, the meditation was super important and and I agree with you. I'm one of those uh, those quickie meditators. I can do sure. a, you know, a little quick meditation at a stoplight. Sure, but you've you've progressed, and like you know, remember when you first started, kind of a thing. All the at least me personally, and most of the people that I've I've been around when they're first learning to meditate, there's there's a million things that you there's this brand and that title, and pay me seven hundred bucks and you'll be a yogi or there's all there's all kinds of stuff. But in reality, it's the simplest things that are the hardest for us. And you know, uh, to the best form of meditation is basically just sitting still and being aware of your breath and being aware of your surroundings and, and being right. aware that you are not technically your human body. And it seems real simple, um, but it's very difficult for a lot of people. And I learned some tricks. Throughout the- yeah, I learned some tricks throughout throughout my process. Um, you know, a couple different little apps that help me but now these days i am like you i can sit at a traffic light i can go i can go sit out at my tree in the backyard for eight hours and it feels like it's two minutes but it took me it took me some time and i mean it took me a little less time than some of these so-called masters out there which i'm blessed but it does take time and it's very very dedicated you have to be very dedicated to actually putting the time into it even if it's 10 minutes a day but it, it is definitely the biggest key to understanding your own divinity or your spirituality. One of the things for me, because I have a moon in Gemini, my mind is always, go, 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 you know. And yeah, so for a lot of people, they say, I can't get my mind quiet. I can't quiet it to meditate. That's what blocks me. And I've said, listen, the mind is a very curious thing. It always wants to know what's going on. I don't have it in front of me, and I don't memorize my poetry, but I did write a, a poem about how did the intuition get in touch with the mind, because the mind always wants to be in charge, you know, in the driver's seat. So I called the poem Making Out in the Back Seat. <laughs> so, it's a good poem. Anyway, the point being that I tell people, let your mind do whatever it needs to do. If it's saying okay, uh, don't forget to pick up the dry cleaning. Oh, yeah, you got to remember to buy cat food at the grocery store and toilet paper, you know, and you, you've got these things and your mind is doing that. Let your mind do that. And the rest of you, your emotional body, your physical body, you know, you, you know all the rest of you that uh, it, you just start being quiet and, and just being free with that and just letting that and your breath your because your physical body is breathing and you're paying attention to your breath and you're doing this. And after a little while, the mind is going to get curious about what the rest of you is doing and will come and join you. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's, there, there's uh, you know, your goal is not to actually battle with the mind. It's to witness no. the mind. Yeah. Um, it's, it's to, yeah, be, you know, let, be free. So, so a lot of there's a lot of allegories and things in the Bible and different stories about King Solomon, and him trapping, 
trapping all those demons. Those are like 36 demons. Those demons were actually different aspects of King Solomon's mind. Once he learned to control all those aspects, he was able to, you know, create 40 years peace, build temples, have thousands of wives, whatever he wanted to do. But Wait he a learned minute. How Back he... up. I want thousands of husbands. Well, I mean, I, husbands. You know, <laughs> as long as you guys are in a grant, I don't find nothing wrong with that. Right? <laughs> well, I don't think thousands. A dozen would be a little more than I'd want. I think one, one woman's enough to put up with for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, well, most men can't handle that. So that's... <laughs> Especially I'm strong sorry. women like you, right? <laughs> I was chatting up again. Yeah, well, you know, I just keep waiting for one of my friends to introduce me to the rich uncle. You know? rich. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh... Well, you know, I, I noticed that um, I've done some studies on different religions and spiritual, you know whatever people want to call them. But I um, also, did, have you ever done a concordance Bible study? I have not. I do not know what that is. Um, well, it's, uh, so you take, you know. The concordances yeah, where you look things up. Yeah, so like if you, um, say you go in the Bible and you have a couple passages or, you, you know, you get the story, you take the paragraph and you break it down by sentences and you take like the main words and whatever that story was translated, say if it was originally in Hebrew or Greek or Latin. Right, or or whatnot. Right, right. So you would go and look it up in that language and then put the sentence together of what, and (laughs) it's really shifted some of it, you know, for me. I really really liked it. Yeah, I like to it's do It's bizarre to do that. I have done that. I just didn't know what I was doing. So I have done what you're doing. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, it's, that's yeah. that's yeah. so funny that you guys say that because I, I remember when I was in my 20s, people started talking about um, uh, astral projection. That sounded so cool. Astral projection. Yeah, I'd like to try that. That's really cool. <laughs> what, what exactly is that? And then when they described it, I went, well, my sister and I just called it traveling sideways in time. <laughs> and actually, when you think about that, that is a good description of it. You're traveling sideways in time, you know? And uh, I, I said, oh, I've been doing that all my life. I didn't know it had a cool name. <laughs> yeah, I've always, since I was a child, I um, <laughs> um, always like to go to different places different churches and stuff and i remember one time um and i, and I, I always southern baptist you. oh yeah she only no, mama you know a couple of them her eyebrows would go up like oh, all right <laughs> go, <laughs> go ahead but the first time i ever heard of um hell was at a southern baptist church and i just i didn't understand any of this concept i was like i ran home to mom i'm like what's this place called hell like what's going <laughs> you're on it. you're already in it, it. <laughs> I was mad and upset and said we were going there and what's what do you mean? So, <laughs> I it was funny, but and she, what did she your really mother say? You, well, you sat down and explained it to me <laughs> where I could understand what she usually do because <laughs> yeah, it was interesting because both me and my sister have um, different ways of communicating with people or hearing information, and it seemed like always um, our mom was always really good at explaining things to where we could understand them. So that that was nice. Well, thank you. That's, that's very kind of you. And I will say, as a parent, I think one of the best things I ever did was I never, to- I never made things up to my kids. 
if they said ask me something I didn't know the answer, I'd say, I don't know, but you know what? Let's look that up together and let's find out together what that what that is. Yeah. You well, know, they were very hands on on both levels. Like we always just did things like I don't know. They had stores, vintage clothing stores, or furniture stores, and yeah. yeah, antiques, and we. You know, so my we were entrepreneurs, which meant we failed a lot at a lot of businesses. <laughs> <laughs> we had a deli and an ice cream shop. I mean, we had well. no seriously. We had a combination antique and sandwich shop, and the dog ate really well. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. that was another one of those that seemed like a good idea at the time, <laughs> right? <laughs> but the good news is. We had so many cool experiences doing these things, right. you know, and I and I think that, you know, when people talk about, oh, when I retire, I'm like, why would I give my body and my mind over to make somebody else money when I could be living my life and enjoying it? You want me to wait until I'm physically, <laughs> you know, not in great shape to start living? No. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I've always said that I, I that's part of the. That's part of the the entrapment itself is why exactly. am I going to wait till I'm 70 years old when my knees are bad to go climb a mountain? Exactly. I need to do it exactly. now. I need to do it now. Okay, so now we the- are almost out of time. And that's why we're doing it now because we're almost <laughs> out of time. Uh, is there any last thing you'd like to say before we have to sign off? you got about a minute, Max. You know, me personally, I would like to say to whoever's listening to this is, you know, not to believe everything that you've been taught, to, to go outside the box and find your own truths. And I don't feel that a lot of people do that. Um, you, you do have to face some fears when you do it. But like, yep. take pieces of the Bible, learn how the Bible was put together before you put, go all in on one piece of literature. Um, search outside the box to find your own personal truths and treat everybody the way you want to be treated. It's about that easy. That's that easy. And guess what, folks? Tomorrow is winter solstice. And I want to say to everybody, that's the true holiday. It's winter solstice. And may all your blessings, when when we, when the planet Earth aligns with the central sun on winter solstice, it's magic. And may magic fill your every day and love fill your heart. And don't forget, my friends, to keep on dancing. <laughs>